0: Welcome back to the P.O.K. podcast. It's nice to see y'all again. Today we have a very special episode for y'all. You might notice that we have a a new face here with us today, Fulton. Thank you for being here. Um, So today we're going to be talking about vaping, Uh, specifically the common misconceptions and questions and myths about vaping. And just to clear some uh, information up for you guys, if it was something that you were uh, perhaps interested in, Uh, And yeah, so we're just going to go through a list of myths uh, from two different websites. So the first website is going to be uh, Lung.org, which is the website for the American Lung Association. And uh, this website, uh, you'll very quickly notice, is very much trying to steer people off of vaping. It has a lot of negative things to say. Um, And then the other one is actually for a uh, vaping advocacy group. Um, And this is going to be jacvapor.com. And we're going to go through those myths and talk a little bit about them as well. Uh, But before we get started, remember, if you like the content on the P.O.K. podcast and if you want to help us out, subscribe to the YouTube page to get more information on videos and new content. And if you want to support us directly, go to patreon.com. We'll have the link in the description below and you can donate directly to our podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. So, without further ado, we'll We'll just get started. Uh, Just uh, uh, before we begin, uh, Fulton is a manager at the Mad Vapes of (laughs) Boone, so he does have some pretty first-hand knowledge on vaping, and I'm also an employee there, so we do have a bias, (laughs) uh, just to be upfront about that. Um, But yeah, the point of this podcast, is to give you guys a little bit more information about uh, what vaping actually is um the kind of truth about some of these misconceptions and where they come from mm-hmm. so we're going to start uh from the list from the american lung association and we're just going to go one through one by one there's about 17 uh myths total uh so we'll just start with the the most basic one here and the first one says that e-cigarettes are safe And then it follows it up by saying that the fact is that e-cigarettes are unregulated tobacco products, stating that nearly all e-cigarette flavors in the market have not been evaluated by the FDA um, and contain toxic chemicals, including an ingredient used in antifreeze and formaldehyde.
1: Yeah, well, um, those ingredients are very – four ingredients, if you guys even wanted four. Uh, you can actually get them with three ingredients, but those main ingredients are uh, vegetable glycerin, propylene glycol, and uh, flavoring, and nicotine if you want it. Nicotine is completely optional. Now, with the antifreeze statement, it's uh, <laughs> that's, that's referring to the chemical propylene glycol. Uh, now, propylene glycol is actually found in a lot of different things. It's
2: a substrate, right? It's basically a suspension fluid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they actually use it in uh, inhalers. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in food, drink, everything that you eat every day. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a type of propylene glycol found in antifreeze, but it's mm-hmm. not the same as the one found right. in e-juice.
2: Right, okay.
0: Yeah, and then the the formaldehyde one, this one is actually kind of interesting because I just got this one the other day. Uh, um, someone we know was talking about uh, uh, formaldehyde being inhaled through a vaporizer, And there is a little bit of truth to this, but it's taken way out of context here. So, the only way you're going to get formaldehyde out of vaping is in a really dirty coil in one of your vapes. If you actually take a look, we put our vaporizers on the table here just to kind of show you guys. So, this is a box mod with a tank on it. And inside the tank is a coil that has cotton in it. And when that cotton gets really worn out and and burnt and turned black... And then you try and vape on it continuously at a very high wattage or very high power, it is possible to get formaldehyde out of that. However, that is more on the user's end of improperly using a vaporizer as opposed to inherently having formaldehyde. You're not getting formaldehyde in a fresh coil. It's just not going to happen. And it would take a very long time vaping at a very high wattage on a burnt coil for an extended period of time to actually get that effect. Uh, So it is a bit of a misconception just to say that you are inherently vaping uh, formaldehyde each time you take a hit off a vaporizer and that 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 chemical is also going to be prominent in the vapor itself when you exhale it. So that's a bit of a misconception. Um, So keep that in mind. Then the next one here uh, is e-cigarettes don't have nicotine. Uh, I've never heard any vape shop try and tell someone that uh, e-liquid does not have nicotine in it um, it is really it's, it's yeah the, n- no we don't market it that way we don't tell people that uh, it would be illegal for us to tell people that um, and uh, it, it's also kind of taken out of context here so there are plenty of uh, e-juice flavors uh, and e-juices that don't have nicotine in them they're zero milligram nicotine uh, but a large portion of them can of course contain nicotine. Uh so it's really up to the users whether or not they want nicotine in their product or not. And then also with tobacco flavors. Uh this is something we get a lot. Uh tobacco flavors and this is probably what this is this is referring to do have trace amounts of nicotine in them regardless if it's uh considered a zero nick. uh juice
2: right because that's from the plant of tobacco so there's trace amounts
0: yeah so it's a a natural extract and so because it is an extract it will have a trace amount of nicotine in it and we don't let people taste those flavors either
2: right you're legally Uh, not allowed to yeah we can't
0: let people taste nicotine uh uh, so that 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 is uh, taken pretty much out of context and they go on to talk about how negative nicotine is for the you know human brain and particularly in young people that's a th- that's a theme you're going to see a, a quite a bit in this episode is uh how, how vape companies are marketing to children and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that because that's well, that,
2: that, that that's a trigger into, for us again the idea of marijuana right you're you you should not smoke marijuana if you're under the age of like 23 or 24 mm-hmm. because your brain's not fully developed and it can affect that so same kind of thing if you're taking. Um, any kind of chemical or mind altering substance like that, if your brain is not fully developed, it's it's going to cause some
0: problems. Yeah, it's just common sense, right? If you're putting that chemical into your body, it's going to affect you. We don't we, we certainly don't hide that uh, uh that fact from people and we absolutely let people know about uh the nicotine contents and each one this is a new FDA regulation, just so you know, is that we have to on, on the bottles that we have now for, for e juice is that it, the the label for nicotine has to take up a certain portion of of the actual twenty um, percent of it? Yeah, so that's to take up twenty percent of the label for each e juice bottle. Uh, so it's absolutely apparent when a product has nicotine in it. There there is no getting around that. Uh, we're very transparent about that, and as we should be.
2: Well, and your um your shop videos have to have this massive nicotine warning on them, right? When you're talking about juices.
1: Yep. For. Um for every minute that we have like a video on YouTube we have to have uh the nicotine warning uh on for 12 seconds so it
2: takes up like a third of the screen
1: yeah that's that's due to because of my lazy editing <laughs> <laughs> but we um i've been working on that to be like either all it, ha- it all the rule is is it has to be visible it has to be visible and readable okay okay so make the opacity a little bit lighter mm-hmm. It works, especially when you have a bright head like me. <laughs> just looking, you read it just fine. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, so uh, the whole almost all e-cigarettes contain nicotine is a bit misleading. Uh, it is perfectly uh, possible to get an e-juice that has zero nick and no traces of nicotine in it.
2: We buy all. zero nick juice all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it is perfectly possible, and it's actually very common. There's plenty of people that come in asking for zero nicotine.
2: Well, and, and and for for reference, not every. I mean, obviously, it's not the majority of vapors, but some vapors do it for the flavor, or you know, the oral fixation, like the practice mm-hmm. of vaping, not so much for the nicotine, but for the 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 kind of ritual of doing it.
0: Yeah, and that's actually somewhat related to this nec- next one, uh, and they, they list the myth here as e-cigarettes can help people quit smoking. Um, and so the they list the fact here is that the FDA hasn't found any e-cigarette to be safe and effective in helping smokers quit. So even the whole smokers quitting cigarettes because of vaping uh, is a bit of a, a, a mischaracterization of what vaping is supposed to be. Mm. So... We, uh, again, another FDA regulation, Uh, I keep bringing that up because that's what, you know, a lot of what this uh, site, and it might be a little outdated too, because there have been plenty of FDA regulations around vaporizers, um, is that we we legally do not tell people, and objectively, when it makes sense to say that a vaping device will help you quit smoking. Uh,
1: It's a nice alternative.
0: Yes, it's an alternative to smoking, and we also don't say it's a healthier alternative because uh, that would imply that, to some extent, vaping is a, a healthy option. And vaping in and of itself, if you're vaping nicotine, uh, it, it's not going to be healthy because nicotine is an addictive uh, substance.
2: Sure, and- but the reality is, um, I know I know you guys have some rules as far as what you can and cannot say, but I don't. Hey. Um, <laughs> the reality is that vaping juice has four components three if you're not getting nicotine someone that smokes cigarettes there's what there's like a hundred chemical compounds in cigarettes three thousand there's three thousand chemical compounds in cigarettes and r- ranging from really insane shit um to you know the actual plant itself so use your logic use your deduction which which would be better three thousand chemicals Or three that you have in your daily life already. Yeah. So
0: it would be, I mean, although we're never going to say that vaping is healthy because that's just, that's not true. But in relative to being a alternative to smoking, it, it is very fair to say that there are far fewer carcinogens in a, that's a e- better liquid. way to put it, yeah, and far fewer chemicals in general in an e liquid than you would get in a cigarette. There you go. And it's also a different chemical reaction, right? Because one is you're actually burning it
2: mm-hmm.
0: versus vaporizing it, which is a little bit different. So that's just heating it up and turning it into a vapor, right? Uh, so that, that's a very different kind of chemical reaction as well.
1: I used to have a, uh, a poster hanging up in the shop and it would compare all the chemicals in a cigarette versus, uh, Uh, e-juice
2: yeah they had one of those in uh the short story went into in charlotte it had all of these different chemicals that were in cigarettes and then like where else you could find them and then here's what's in in uh, e-liquid
1: that store start with a
2: no (laughs) (laughs) it starts with a k z kz i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so
0: so so this, this next one this is probably the most triggering one that we we hear all the time is that e-cigarettes aren't marketed to kids. And then they back it up with the facts here. E-cigarettes, uh, e-cigarette use among middle and high school students more than tripled from 2013
1: to 2015.
2: Fulton, I know you have some some strong opinions about this. So why don't you take the lead?
1: <laughs> um, so with that, um, they're referring to the candy flavors um, for instance, there was uh, one that tastes like fire, red fire candy, mm-hmm. um, also fruit lube, cinnamon toast crunch, everything that you eat as a kid. Um, now, uh, because of FDA regulations, <laughs> um, they have to change the name of that. For instance, we had a flavor at our shop called Berry Belts, uh, referring to the Airheads sour strips. See, I mm-hmm. never
2: even made that connection. So,
1: Just a little picture on it uh but they changed it to straw lime because straw and limes have nothing to do with kids okay yeah (laughs) yeah this this
0: one is pretty frustrating to me um because the way the way the logic uh sounds to me and and if you guys have some opinions on this do let us know but it seems a bit of a stretch to immediately correlate a flavor to marketing to kids Mm -hmm. right because the way i've i look at this is you look at uh alcohol flavors and we have no problem putting uh very whipped cream vodka we we, like we don't we don't mind you know making a flavor orange sherbet exactly there's a
2: birthday cake flavored vodka that one's my favorite that one's my favorite
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like there's all these different alcohol flavors and we don't have any problems with those right because they're not inherently uh trying to market that to a kid if a kid comes here's the thing If if a kid comes into our store, another FDA regulation, in case you haven't realized that we're pretty salty about this, (laughs) uh, is that we ID everybody. Every single person gets ID'd every single time they come into a shop, a vape shop. That is the rule. and. We don't answer any questions, let them taste flavors, let them even stay in the shop for very long if they are underage. It's not gonna happen. Or even
2: if they don't have their ID, they're like, Oh man, sorry I don't have my ID. do you're like, no, you're, Well, sorry. You could can be sixty years be old
0: and you're you're still gonna get, you know, asked to leave. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So it, it's absolutely uh, a mischaracterization to say that vape and the vape industry in general is trying to market to kids because of their flavors or even the the way that they uh the juice labels look mm-hmm. because some of them kind of look a little cartoony and things like that. That's a bit ridiculous. And I think you can also make e- an argument that in some ways uh these flavored e-juices can actually help people um uh, uh disassociate the tobacco flavors from smoking
1: right Um, yeah and i um actually last night (laughs) uh, right before we closed uh we had someone come in um trying to use e-cigarettes as an alternative um, because where she was going she wasn't allowed to smoke um and she asked me personally if she should get a flavor that tastes like a cigarette and i just gave her what you just said is yeah i mean you could and it would taste like a cigarette if you like that flavor, or you can disassociate it with uh, fruit and fruit and vaping, and you still get the nicotine that you're looking for. Um, and whenever you smell a cigarette – like for me, for instance, I used to dip a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since I've started vaping, I cannot stand the smell of dip. Right. Um, before I saw the can, I was like, oh, that looks so delicious. <laughs> and now I was like, that looks like mud, and it's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so – yeah. Well, yeah.
2: and you guys also had um, uh, there's the issues with uh, specifically with the jewel pods and children, right? That's a whole nother thing as far as marketing to children. Oh yeah
0: we we can we can go through that right now. Yeah, I think that,
2: now's <laughs> a good time to talk about that. Yeah,
0: no, that, that, this is one of the most triggering things. So when uh, oftentimes, and I read these in articles all the time uh, related to vaping, uh, particularly how vaping is marketed to kids is you when the numbers of – when they talk about the numbers of high school students and uh, teenagers in general using e-cigarettes, the biggest culprit as far as uh, the devices associated with that are what, what are called jewel Pods. And they're these small kind of flash drive-looking devices, and they have a ton of nicotine in them. They actually use what's called salt nicotine. It's a different way that they isolate the – yeah, so it looks something like that. It's not the same one. Uh jewel pods, they're unique in that they don't come they you don't refill the pods. So you don't it's not doesn't have like a small tank in it that you refill. With something like that, you do. And one of the reasons that we prefer selling uh these pod style devices where you actually have to replace the pod and you refill it and things like that, is that it requires the customer to come back in and then get also get ID'd again. It's an, it's a lot more inconvenient than a jewel pod because jewel pods are sold at gas stations uh, they're sold at a lot of places. They're sold at a lot of places that don't always ID everyone. It's not necessarily right. the rule. If you look a, look a certain age, they don't necessarily ID you.
1: Yeah, for instance, uh, if you take a look at me, I'm bald with a giant beard. Um, I may look older than both uh, Dylan and Jordan, but the fact is I'm actually only 21 years old, and i look like this since I was 16.
2: I'm the oldest person here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it also doesn't help that I'm 6'3 yeah, and yeah. 200 and some odd pounds yeah so i mean that, that that's just it's
0: such a misconception about uh these candy flavors necessarily being the culprit here it i in, in my personal opinion i think it's mostly to blame on these particular devices
2: hmm. well I, w- I would say that there is an issue with um these things like these jewel pods so jewel pods are tiny like this most of the time they almost look like a flash drive right um and so when you sell something like that at gas stations um Or somewhere where they're readily available, you have one of the problem of kids coming in and buying them um, Mm -hmm. and not getting carded, or you have the problem of adults coming in, buying two or three of them and then turning around and selling them for, you know, $45 a pop to um the kids right and now all the kids want them because it makes them look cool and like their friends have them and if and they
0: developed a nicotine addiction it's just basically a young exploiting exactly. kids
2: and you yeah. uh, said that you had the local high school right call you
1: yeah i actually had the uh, local high school call me um asking how to dispose of batteries mm-hmm. um e-cigarette batteries and we had a conversation on what kind they were it turns out it was 36 joule uh batteries that were confiscated from kids uh, that were not, you know, allowed to have them on Obviously. school grounds. Um, so yeah, best way to recycle it: just bring them to a vape shop. We can.
2: <laughs> so that is an issue, but I don't think that it's the the vaping industry's fault that that's happening, right? It's just kids being dumb and wanting to be cool. But I think that it does say you shouldn't sell vaping devices at places like gas stations where it's, you know, just kind of this mass general store. Mm -hmm. You should only be able to get them from vape stores and stores that specifically know the FDA regulations and sell these kinds of products.
0: Exactly. I completely agree. Um, So this is the last one from this website. Uh this one says that there's no secondhand emissions from e-cigarettes and then they list the fact as e-cigarettes expose others to secondhand emissions they say uh the vapor emitted by e-cigarettes exhaled by users contains carcinogens such as formaldehyde we just discussed that one uh and that uh can contain other uh, other things as well but they specifically mentioned formaldehyde and we right. talked about this and a lot of, this is one of the issues that we have with a lot of uh studies that are put out about vaping is because they often when you actually look at the methodology and that for one, they have a very poor sample size it's like five or six vapors <laughs> and they're asking them to take like ten second long hits nobody off of does the device. That. and no, nobody no, does nobody that. vapes that way no one no one uses a device that way that's incredibly unsafe too you want to
2: sink five dollars every time you take a hit go ahead and take a 15 second hit off your device
1: yeah and I mean for instance, back to the jewel pods, uh, the jewel pods use something called salt based nicotine in right. all their juice. Um, And the milligram of nicotine in there is actually 50 milligram. Right. So I use that in this device just so people can um, see what it's like Mm -hmm. to not use a Juul, but something that gives a very similar hit to a Juul. Right. Um, And taking a 10 second pull off of this, I... I will guarantee you I will go to sleep on this floor <laughs> and I will wake up for a couple hours.
2: Right. So it's just, it, I mean, what is the, the nicotine ratio? Is that mimicking a cigarette? Is that what that's about?
1: Yeah. So whenever you're smoking a cigarette uh, and you light one, it okay. starts at 24 milligram. Okay. As you smoke it, um, the smoke goes through the cigarette, coating the rest of the nicot- uh, the tobacco with nicotine. So it gets stronger as you smoke it so once you're down to the filter uh you are at 48 milligrams of nicotine
2: okay
1: yeah so jewel pods are just like yeah let's
2: go 50 okay okay that makes sense
1: i mean
0: even uh with those devices like we never feel good about trying to 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 sell someone a jewel pod like we we, we always uh, try and like offer an alternative to it
2: yeah every time i see someone come in there asking for jewels you're like all right I get that you want a jewel, but here are five other much better devices that are going to last longer. that are going to be better quality. That you can refill, and you're not going to be wasting your money on this shitty little piece of plastic.
0: Yeah, and that, and it's almost like the the, the quickest way for us to become a little suspicious of why you're vaping, or if you're planning on selling it to someone else, is if you come in asking for a jewel pod. We almost always uh, ask for or, or offer alternatives that are much better. And again, it comes – for me at least, uh, I prefer uh, that, uh, an alternative to jewels because you have to get replacement pods for it. You have to get EG's for it. Mm-hmm. And you have to come into a vape shop to make that happen. Right. And we, we are a lot more diligent, in my opinion, uh, or required to by FDA, regu- FDA regulations to constantly ID, to make sure that we're not selling – if someone comes in and they want – they're saying they're buying it for a friend, we can't sell it to them. Yeah, you know, so we don't – and we're very diligent about that.
1: Yeah, and with the we, – we keep on referencing the uh, FDA rev, re, uh, regulation um, with us IDing. Uh, now, that is because if we sell to a minor, I think it's the same with alcohol, our person gets fined $5,000. <laughs> I don't know about Dylan, but I don't have that kind of money just to be like, hey, yeah. yeah, it's yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's one reason why we do uh, ID everybody and also i mean jewel pods you, you go to a gas station you can buy the packs the the pod packs for 16 dollars. Uh, yeah and you get man like five mils of juice mm-hmm. when you can turn around and go to a vape shop and get 30 mils of juice for 20 bucks right which is gonna last you a lot longer mm-hmm. especially if you have something that you can refill mm-hmm. um plus you can actually control the nicotine strength that's exactly that's a huge reason why I prefer putting people on pod style systems is because jewels, you'll start at 50. If you're always a jewel, you'll always be at 50.
2: You can wean people down on their nicotine with these kinds of yeah. devices.
1: Exactly. Like for instance, I smoked a 24 when I first started and then doesn't help. I'm smoking a 48 right now, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually wean down and on for mods, like my big device here, um, <laughs> I actually vape a three and sometimes a zero. Uh, just because I'm over the whole nicotine. I'm just now doing it for the flavor and plus I look like a dragon. Oh be a dragon. <laughs> Everyone wants to be
0: a dragon. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the uh vaping advocacy group. And you'll notice very quickly that these myths uh are worded very differently. Mm. Uh, and the information they give, uh, they absolutely reference a-, a lot of studies. Most of these studies are actually from out of the U.S. that they reference. Um,
2: I would imagine that the U.S. is probably the largest vaping culture.
0: It, it, I think I'm pretty sure it is, but he, he, this makes a lot of sense, though. And we talk about this is more of a conspiracy theory. We'll I fact think. check
2: that, by the way. But I'm, uh, I would not be surprised.
0: But- at- but the, but the conspiracy bit, right, is uh, that there's a lot of uh, lobbying going on with the tobacco companies, mm-hmm. um, and that's still a, a huge uh, lobbyist group here in the United States, and that can make it very difficult for uh, proper studies to be done. Well, or, yeah,
2: you guys had yeah. that, that new FDA regulation that came out, I guess, last week or the week before, and it was like, here's all the new stuff you have to do. This is for vaping. And tobacco products, and then later in the article, it was like, "Oh, BT Dubs, we're not going to enforce this for tobacco products, only vaping products." Yeah,
0: the, uh, um, one of the uh, another employee over at Mad Vapes had actually done a video. If you're curious about more information about that, uh, we'll link
2: Mad Vapes's uh, YouTube channel down below. Yeah, for they you have guys. a video
0: specifically about that article, talking about how some FDA regulations around tobacco products are only uh, enforced for e-cigarette products versus tobacco products. And part of that is the logic I assume that they use, and I could be wrong on this, is that you know what you're getting with a cigarette. All cigarettes have nicotine in them. Right. Uh, whereas e-juice can be more deceptive.
1: Oh. Now, they did uh, they did actually implement this, uh, this whole FDA warning with the labels on everything um, with dip cans. Because I know every high schooler was upset because they now have the if you ever look at a dip can has this cool logo says you know like copenhagen grizzly
2: wintergreen long cut that's what my dad uses bt tubs that's why
1: and then right at the bottom there's a chunk of it that says warning this may contain this may contain nicotine uh it may cause cancer it's not cool
2: looking anymore
1: no it's not and everyone's like well this looks stupid i don't want to do it anymore because it looks stupid
2: because children because children.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. so this next this uh first one here on the vaping advocacy group uh website first one says vaping will give you popcorn
1: lung there's a reason why it's called popcorn lung
0: (laughs) yeah so the term popcorn lung uh was derived from it was a a lung condition that was found in a small number of uh factory workers
2: wasn't it in a Popcorn Factory.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um. So it's referring to the chemical diacetol or diacetyl. yeah, that one. Um. So it's it's uh, it was an ingredient used in e juice. Uh, Early on. Yeah, like four or five years ago, back when vaping just started. But mm. it- when Space Jam was
2: the best you could get.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's it gave a nice, rich, buttery flavor that everyone loved. Uh, it was found in custard flavors
2: a lot. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, but now, uh, I know we don't carry anything that carries diacetol in it. Uh, I think most e-juices are steering away.
2: They no longer use it, yeah.
1: Yeah, because of this right here, people are saying, yeah, you get popcorn long for it. And it's like, well, not, not really,
2: because you
1: got to vape.
2: Uh... Wasn't it like a, you have to vape an insane amount? Yeah,
0: it, it, even when they did the studies on it, you, you had to vape an insane amount at a very high wattage uh, in order for you to even remotely get any of the symptoms. Uh, and then there was also a um, misconception between a propylene glycol allergy and popcorn lung. Mm. So, uh, some people have allergies to PG or propylene glycol.
2: I have uh, a mild allergy to
0: it. And that can irritate... Uh, if I
2: smoke something that's less than um, like seventy thirty is like the absolute minimum. Yeah. Um, the premium lines I don't have a problem with. But before... Um, they had such nice premium lines. I would have to be careful about which one we bought because if I got a lower grade juice, it would just like burn all the way down.
0: And Space we, yep. Space jam. <laughs> and, and, and we keep saying uh, smoking a lot, but I, I do want to take a minute to just uh, we point mean out vaping. The difference. <clears throat> Va- vaping and smoking are two different types of chemical reactions. So even though we do say uh, smoking on a, a vaporizer, it's really vaping on a vaporizer. There is a difference. Uh, so I just wanted to like quick quickly put that in there. Yeah. But, but yeah, so uh mo- that that chemical isn't uh typically found in any vape juice now, especially uh uh premium liquids. You're you're I, I don't know of any flavor that contains it, uh, and certainly not in flavors that use natural extracts. So it's 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 very, very
1: rare.
2: Well, I think that's a good point though, is that um the juice industry has grown exponentially as far as you know, the flavor and what it's made of and the quality. So even though the FDA has constantly been pushing back against the vaping industry, mm-hmm. they've really <clears throat> taken the last five years and made better and better and better and better and better quality products. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And uh, now nowadays juice must be made in a clean room, in a lab, right. where everyone has the white suits, the blue gloves um, where before you can, you know, go to a vape shop and there was a guy in the back that kind of mixed up some cool things and said, Hey, it's a delicious e-juice
0: yeah and i and I, I i was there for that time uh and i had some terrible experiences with that uh, and very yeah. quickly re- and it was i'm glad we have the regulations we do now and Absolutely. Uh, to prevent against that because you at that point you didn't know what you were getting mm-hmm. because someone in a back room with a bunch of unlabeled stuff was just putting shit in a bottle and i i had some a terrible reaction to it oh yeah uh part of it was that uh you can get products that have way too much nicotine in them that you weren't expecting. Uh they didn't have great devices for measuring how much nicotine was actually going in a bottle. Uh-huh. Uh and that's really really dangerous. Um so yeah, but now we, we for the most part the vaping industry has moved past that. Technology is very different. Uh there are there are absolutely regulations on making sure that the product you you think you're buying is the product you are getting. Right. Uh, but let's move on. So, uh, this next one we kind of already talked about vaping being just as harmful as cigarettes. Uh, we talked about the difference in the chemicals. Uh, so, although we vaping, uh, no vape shop should ever tell you that vaping is "quote unquote" safe. Uh, we can say that there is a a fairly large difference in the number of chemicals that you are inhaling uh, with vaping versus a cigarette. Uh, so, this next one we also kind of talked about. Um, so I'll just move on to the next one. So it said uh, passive vaping, so uh, uh, secondhand uh, vapor is harmful to others. And we kind of talked about that. Uh, if you are exhaling formaldehyde at that point, you did something wrong. You did not take care of your device.
2: Also, if your coil is that bad, it's going to taste awful. Yeah, it, it's gonna
0: t- you, you wouldn't be vaping on something like that by the time you'd be getting formaldehyde out of it.
1: Yeah, to actually get there, you would have to vape at five uh, volts. Um, Which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, most 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 vapes nowadays. Uh, let's see here. So
2: all three of these are drags. Yeah,
1: ours hit around three three volts. Mm-hmm. Okay, five volts would instantaneously uh, burn the coil completely, mm-hmm. to where there was no coil left, and then it would you would get the worst dry hit you have ever had. So what
2: about people that use um, RDA's and unregulated
1: boxes? So. Is that
2: somewhere, is that a range we're, where you would be getting into that?
0: We're we're going to get into that soon. Okay,
2: okay. We'll talk about that in a minute.
0: Uh,
2: oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you you have to do some uh, pretty stupid stuff to make something like that happen.
2: Well, I just think about the um, that hammer of God Cameron had that was an unregulated box mod. And I just, like, I know it had, he was always talking about how much power it had.
0: Yeah, but the cotton never got to a point where it was that it has to, to be point. absolutely charred. Okay. Um. And we do explain that to to when customers come in about you know how to be safe about your coils and batteries, which is what we're going to get into next. Which is that e-cigarettes can explode. So I've seen so many uh, stories online about this happening. Uh, I, I, Fulton looks
1: pretty pretty ready to talk about Prepping. this one. I'm just getting ready for the eighteen six fifty talk. Um, so uh, when you get The news stories that say, oh, e-cigarettes exploded in someone's pocket. E-cigarettes exploded whenever uh, they were hitting it. Um,
0: Or in their pockets.
1: Most most of those stories are they're using something called unregulated Mm -hmm. uh, mods. So all three of these are
2: regulated mods.
1: Yes, because they have a chip that the power has to go through. To regulate it to go to your tank.
2: Right. And most of these new boxes, if something is wrong with your batteries and it has the chip, it will tell you, hey, we can't fire right now. Here's kind mm-hmm. of what's wrong.
1: Right. And um, so it's, it's all about battery safety. Now, when we're saying battery safety, yes, the device like this guy, um, it's an internal battery. You charge it like your cell phone, put a micro USB on it and right. charge it. Um, now, these bigger boxes use something called 18650s. Um, these are the batteries right here Fairly large battery um, They are rechargeable But those guys uh, Can be extremely dangerous if you don't know what you're doing With them um, So you, you can see on this battery it has a yellow wrap And a, a clear wrap On the bottom uh, I believe you guys have green ones right
2: uh, Mine are brown right now brown. We have a couple we of all different, have ones. different
1: colors I think mine are you brown might have
2: the purple well. ones. Regardless.
1: Oh no they're green, they're green. <laughs> Regardless of what color they are um, it's very important to actually have this plastic sleeve over the battery uh just because it's it's a live cell right yeah yeah it's actually stacked cells, isn't it it's yeah, yeah, and as soon as you take one of these and let's say I put my keys and a penny on either side uh it completes the connection and the battery will vent um venting being the battery gets really hot mm-hmm. and discharges the power into a place where no one really wants to be discharged right
0: <laughs>
1: yeah so no, th- th-
0: this happens for a couple of different reasons so one of the uh most common ways to start damaging batteries right is uh using improper chargers putting too much uh uh too many amps through it uh, uh not taking care of the, ba- the actual structure of the battery itself so if the it starts peeling Yeah, if
2: your battery starts to, if the casing starts to come off your battery, you can either properly dispose of it and get new ones, or um, there are some people that re-wrap their batteries. But either way, it is very important to have the wrap on your battery. And the only way that they can explode, right, is if you have a box mod that does not have a chip that's not regulated. Or can this kind...
1: It can. There is a safety feature on all regulated box mods. Um, They have something called vent holes. I don't know exactly where they are, are they right yeah right here um so those there's there's a bunch of little holes on every regulated box um just in case something goes wrong with the battery uh they have a place to vent that's not your hand or your face uh so it's a precaution because it could happen anything right. could happen um but most of most of the time it is people putting batteries in their pocket,
2: not carrying them in cases
1: and they have loose change keys. Stuff like that in their pocket. It makes the connection vent. You get the same effect if you throw a lead pipe on your car battery. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. so Yeah. I mean, part of it is just common sense. Part of it, I mean, every time someone comes in, we always, you know, preach battery safety at them. Because that is something to to keep in mind and right. that a lot of people take for granted. Uh, and then you end up, especially with unregulated uh, devices. And then you get up with these stories where someone, you know, blows a hole in their face because... They didn't, take care, they didn't take care of their batteries. They didn't take care their batteries, and they used them for too long or whatever it may be, and then we had a problem. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's a we always talk about this stuff. It can be dangerous if you are being unsafe with your devices and your batteries. Uh, but if you are doing all the things you're supposed to be doing, and they're not hard, they're really just kind of common sense things, Right. Uh, then you should be totally fine. The risk is very, very,
1: very low. They actually have a device that runs on AA batteries now. Oh, that's yeah. So now I I see a lot of people going to the question: Do I play Xbox or do I vape? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so you get rechargeables, man. Always rechargeable.
0: So this next one uh is also an interesting one. So this one says vaping is more addictive than smoking. Mm. Yeah, no. I, so this one is a bit is a bit interesting, right? So. It's not the vapor itself that's an addictive substance. Addiction in general is a very difficult term to define sometimes. So Mm -hmm. nicotine, uh, you can develop a uh, dependency on. Right. Right. Um, But the actual vapor itself doesn't have any addictive chemicals in it. Uh, So what you're really seeing here is just a misconception of of, of, uh, how vaping works it's the nicotine chemical that's addictive, not necessarily the vaping.
2: Well, and I would even say that the impulse, right? Again, the oral fixation of taking a hit
1: and having the flavor,
2: like that—that can—I wouldn't say that it's an addiction, but it's definitely an impulse to take a hit of your vape.
1: Absolutely, because you look like that cool kid that can blow that big cloud, and <laughs> you know, you, hey, look, I like I can blow smoke rings and all this fun stuff. It, to today's society, uh, it's considered cool. ...to be able to do, you know, vape... You well, there's know.
2: there's, just, there's just YouTubers with hundreds and thousands of views. They're just doing vape tricks.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's, there's plenty...
0: Of, uh, we kind of alluded to this before, but there's plenty of reasons why someone would vape... ...and it doesn't necessarily involve nicotine. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, people come in and ask for zero nicotine all the time... ...because either they enjoy doing vape tricks, for example... Or they just enjoy the the oral fixation and the flavor. they mm. and they you know they're trying to either use it as an alternative to smoking without the nicotine, uh, or they've weaned themselves off the nicotine over time.
2: I would even say that vaping sweet juices like helps curb my cravings for sweet food. Like,
0: I mean, we can't legally say that. I, I but. for me, like, <laughs> I'm
2: a snacky lady, right? <laughs> and uh, we're not doctors. <laughs> I think that a lot of times, like when I have the impulse to eat maybe things that I shouldn't be eating. that um, for me, that it helps kind of curve that sugar craving.
0: Yeah. And uh, we also have just to add on to that, too, is that we there, uh, there's plenty of people that use vaping as just a delivery method for cannabidiol. So we talked mm-hmm. about this in our CBD episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the it's actually fairly common. A customer will come in. They're looking to vape cannabidiol. And uh, the product we have is uh, a full spectrum. It's hemp lucid and it's plant matter. So it's very right. earthy, right. right? And the flavor isn't necessarily appealing to people. So they'll mix a zero nicotine e juice with mm-hmm. it to cut the flavor. And that's a very common usage of vaping. Mm-hmm and they use that
1: for a number of reasons isn't that what you do that is
0: exactly what i do <laughs> yeah uh i i use zero nicotine juices most frequently and i put a uh, uh, cbd and mix it in with the the flavor uh, and that's that's how i get my cbd for the day and it's mm-hmm. helped me out a
1: bunch
2: well you guys had that lovely lady come in that uh, ended up getting a vape so that she could exclusively vape cbd mm-hmm. and she loved it
1: yeah she's totally in love with it um the only issues that she had were a couple of leaky coils, but we took care of that. Right. Um, but yeah, she's, she's found it that uh, whenever she drives mm-hmm. long distance, she can actually just, uh, you know, she's bored. She can, you know, the driving for a long period of time, hurt your back. for Absolutely. A she, she vapes on that and she keeps on going through it. Cause she makes a really long drive like every one to three weeks.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. And so I mean just just to keep in mind that vaping isn't just exclusive for nicotine uh consumption that it's it's also used for a number of other things mm-hmm. whether it just be the oral fixation or whether it be for as a delivery method for cannabidiol. Um and so moving on. Uh so we also talked about this one in the previous uh set of uh myths. Vaping does not help people quit smoking. Uh so th- this one again it's uh, it's it's an alternative to smoking i think that it's is, up to
2: the user right yeah if, if it helps you with your smoking issue super duper legally we cannot say that it does help someone quit smoking or that it is healthier but i mean i think it's a very uh situational and circumstantial kind of thing if this helps you specifically awesome
0: Here, here's what i will say about it is that you know? A couple of years ago, when vaping was still relatively new, the technology wasn't there for a device to mimic a lot of the uh, sensual feelings of uh, smoking a cigarette. That so, like the, hit, the, the, yeah. the warm throat hit, um, the feeling of the vapor actually going to your lungs, etc. And that was some, and the oral fixation bit of it as well. Uh, and they, they just weren't there yet. Right. And it's come a long way. I'm. I'm specifically bringing this up because like my mother for example we uh, bought
2: her a vape and she wasn't it wasn't the same as cigarettes
0: <laughs> you know what the hit wasn't the same the nicotine was different uh it, it just wasn't working that for was
2: probably her. two three and, years ago
0: yeah now there, there's some more variety to it the technology is much better um so uh that has definitely changed as far as the technology um but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, it's not necessarily trying to i mean p- people do with customer testimony, I mean, we do have people come in and say that it's it has helped them uh, reduce the number of cigarettes that they had smoked mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that's that's all you know great, but ultimately, at least for me, it's to start weaning people off of as much nicotine as they're consuming right and it might it, is, it has been a decent alternative for a lot of people for that good. So that's what I would say about that. Um, this next one, uh, vaping is just for cloud chasers. So we kind of just
2: uh,
0: <laughs> we, we just kind of talked about right about how vaping is used for a lot more than just con- either consuming nicotine, blowing clouds. Some people do it for that. That's absolutely true. But that is not the vast majority of people. No.
1: Yes, they actually have competitions mm-hmm. um, where they sit there and onto the RDA section. We'll get on there uh, whenever we get there. But they will build certain coils so they can produce the biggest cloud and expel this huge cloud of vapor. Um, I personally am not a fan of it. Douche. Me neither, man. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's 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 for some people. Some people really enjoy it. Uh, I mean, there are. It, it's a hobby for some people yeah
2: my brother my brother's an rda guy and he has um uh he uses batteries that are even bigger than these i don't remember what they're called um, uh
1: 2650?
2: 2650s. yeah so he has a massive thing with his own coil that's built and he really enjoys that that's a hobby for him and if that's your dig awesome but that's way too much work and concern for for me <laughs> yeah
0: Uh, So I'm actually going to skip a little bit further here uh, because other ones are things we've gone over already, like the e-liquid contains antifreeze. No, it contains propylene glycol. Um, Which is found in antifreeze. Yep.
2: And toothpaste.
1: (laughs) And food, like Pop-Tarts.
0: Yeah, fun fact. So this this is going to be the last one uh vaping is more expensive than cigarettes
1: not
2: even kind of so
0: so here, here's where it comes from though, unless you want to take this go ahead
1: one. Uh, <laughs> so i mean you can yes the boxes we have in front of us they are quite expensive
2: The startup cost is higher I mean,
1: yeah i mean you can you get the box for you know 100 bucks you get the tank for 50 bucks you are already 150 bucks and you can't even vape yet you got to get juice right Okay, um, but it's it's the upfront cost that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. In the long run, whenever you're smoking a pack a day and buying a carton of cigarettes uh, for a week, and that's high, high, I don't even know how
2: much a carton. I don't is I high. don't know what a carton is anymore. But the last time it I depends looked at on it,
1: what cigarette you're buying, but it, say, um, yeah, the really expensive ones.
0: Uh, what does your mom smoke? You can only be looking at fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, so fifty bucks. Okay, and yeah. Or, you know, you can go to vaping, um, you can get a bottle of juice, uh, like 120 mils of juice, it run you 20, 25 bucks, 30 bucks, mm-hmm. and that will last you, uh, for me, it lasts me about three weeks. Right. Uh, and I vape heavily because, you know, I work in a vape shop mm-hmm. yeah. and that's, that's my job, just sit there and vape and sell stuff. Right. Yeah no,
0: so the upfront cost absolutely. This is where I think this one's coming from can be expensive because depending on the device you're getting, it can be really uh, a fairly uh, costly purchase. So like, for example, uh, the ones that we have here, the drag. uh, If you're buying a box mod, which isn't necessarily the most popular thing, a lot of people. No, but so like
2: this, your your Nuvu. How much is this one?
1: Uh, Novo... $30. Yeah, pick it up for 30 bucks.
2: Right, and then you buy salt juice for... Nine bucks. Nine bucks.
1: And you're good for, for two weeks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And
0: then all you have to do is replace the pods, uh, depending on how quickly you go through them. So, like, maybe what, once every couple weeks.
1: Yeah, once every two weeks, and you're spending $6 on a, on a pod.
0: Yeah. And so... And then, you know, you... Uh, factor in the juice cost for that and it's still not even remotely close to what you'd be paying for cigarettes Mm -hmm. well something like this though this box you know it's a 90 dollar box however it's gonna last us a couple of years the people that
2: enjoy vaping for the sake of vaping that's this is the kind of thing that they're going to be getting um we buy these because we like the power we like the flavor we like the hand feel Um, but someone that's trying to move from cigarettes to vaping this is probably something yeah, we, that's more Yeah, this isn't is
0: something that we would... Uh,
2: this just, is for people yeah. that just like fun
0: stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and for instance, just to give you guys a comparison on how the hits differ. Um, excuse your ears, because it might hurt for a second. But uh, this is a hit off the Novo. You've seen me hit it throughout the podcast. Very quiet. Very quiet, very... Subtle hit. Now, you hit something like this. Uh, I'm going to blow it in that direction, so be prepared. Um, <laughs> you get something massive like that, and we just cut Dylan out of the whole thing. Right, right, yeah, right. That was intentional.
2: But there's way more airflow going through <laughs> through these big boxes. Um, you're getting a lot more. There's a lot more going on with the big
1: box. Absolutely, and that goes into the resistance of the coil. Right. Um so the resistance on all of our coils sit about 0.2, 0.1. Um and that's that's fairly low compared to something like the Novo that sits at not that. Uh, <laughs> it sits at uh, I think like one point two. It's it's over oh, one wow. ohm. Yeah, it's over one ohm. Um so when you ever actually go above one ohm, you're considered not sub-ohm. Everyone nowadays is used to sub-ohm vaping. what the normal vaping is, is sub-ohm. And that's what gets you those massive hits. And back to the RDAs, you can actually customize your build, customize the ohms of the resistance, and get different kind of hits. For instance, I have a huge tank that holds 17 mils of juice. Mm -hmm. But I make the ohms 0.5, so I can put it on normal boxes and Mm -hmm. make it look funny.
2: Make
1: it look funny. (laughs) The only reason why I got that is to be obnoxious and to make it look funny.
0: (laughs) But yeah, guys, that kind of uh, concludes our little discussion about the myths of vaping. Mm -hmm. Um, Just remember, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to leave them in the comments below. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also call Mad Vapes a boon. We'd be happy to answer them uh, (laughs) involving vaping questions. Uh, If you liked what you saw today... If you want to see Fulton again or if you don't.
2: If you liked Fulton, yeah. let, you, let us know what you thought about Fulton. How did you feel about him as a person? We,
0: we'll definitely try and have him back for another episode. Absolutely. Unless you guys hate him, but, you know. I, <laughs>
1: well then, nah, nah. If, if they hate me as much as Merfolk, I'll never come back. <laughs> <laughs> inside
0: joke, y'all. Inside joke. Um But yeah, uh, subscribe, leave a comment below, hit that like button.
2: Let us know what you want to see next.
0: Let us know what you want to see next. And if you want to support the podcast, once again, go to patreon.com. We'll leave the link in the description below. And become a patron today. And you get early access to all of our episodes, early access to content. And you also get to vote on what uh, podcast episode you'd like to see next. Mm -hmm. So we'll see you guys next time. And thanks for joining us on the POK Podcast.
2: Bye.